Welcome to Envision, fostering a community for change. Your host is Thomas Rosenberg. In today's program, you'll meet fascinating people who are implementing innovative ideas to make a difference both locally and globally. Now, here is Thomas Rosenberg. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Envision. I'm your host, Thomas Rosenberg. It is far too easy in our hectic lives today to remember that we are, in fact, part of nature. Connecting and reconnecting to nature offers tremendous benefits to individuals and communities, such as grounding, a sense of place, increased compassion and empathy. To discuss the importance of nature connection, the benefits of having greater nature connection, and how you can integrate it into everyday life, we have Kariana Rosenberg joining us. Kariana is an outdoor educator, multicultural specialist, a bilingual storyteller, and a transformational healer. Kariana, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. You have over 20 years' experience across multiple disciplines. Could you just briefly share some more details about your background? Certainly. Uh, My cultural anthropology uh, bachelor's led me to become a multicultural specialist, uh, building bridges of understanding and enhancing social studies curriculum in a variety of schools through an experiential approach. Uh, Later, uh, actually during that time and after, I was an outdoor educator for over 25 years with Girl Scouts, and the last 10 years I've been mentoring people of all ages, toddlers through adults, at Two Coyotes Wilderness School. And I have a massive arts in teaching Spanish and English as second languages using innovative teaching approaches. Uh, Excellent. Sorry, did I interrupt you? No, that's all right. Okay. So you've also, as part of, as I understand, Two Coyotes, You've also focused on the art of mentoring. So if you could just, if we could focus on that for a moment, tell us what it is and how does the art of mentoring work? Sure. Art of mentoring is a a holistic model for weaving together community and reconnecting people to nature and ourselves more deeply. Uh, Art of mentoring has many layers to it. It's multidimensional. And the origin of art of mentoring came from uh, common threads of many earth-based cultures that have been gathered through their, their invisible form of education for their children and the common cultural pieces that are integral parts of their cultures. Uh, there, were, there were these threads that were seen around the world and it was noted and studied how powerful each of those, those were. And they were pulled together um, by the founder of the art mentoring movement, John Young, uh, and just to give some, some honor to that, uh, he was mentored by Tom Brown, and these teachings were passed down from an Apache elder to Tom, uh, named Stocking Wolf, was the Apache elder. And John Young was mentored in, in this form by Tom Brown and many elders since then by a wide variety of earth-based cultures. Uh, so that's how he gathered all of this information and... It's really a beautiful and powerful transformational model. It really it teaches the body, mind, heart, and soul, which are the whole being. Mm-hmm. So you you mentioned you used the phrase invisible teaching. What 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 is invisible teaching? Well, instead of what we we often see in our modern Western world education system, where we're directly teaching them how to do things, or this is the information. It's very direct. Uh, Art of mentoring, which is also known as coyote teaching, is like the coyote itself, just lurking in the shadows, uh, moving through the shadows, and nudging the learner to, to discover, make discoveries on their own, nudging the learner to push their own learning edge just with, with support and love. And... In that way, the learner then is, is interacting with their learning environment, interacting with the subject matter, interacting with themselves in a deeper way. And it uses um, many different pieces in there to, to add to the learner's experience. They may hear a story. They may uh, learn a song that all plant seeds and guides the learner further on their discovery. There's questioning that inspires more curiosity, keeps the learner wanting to learn. Uh, there are many different pieces to it, but it's, uh, very often it's not visible. We may, um, with children, we may play a game, even with adults, 
And the game might just seem like a game, but there's a lot behind the game that actually it's being harnessing the child passions so they can use, they can dive in and it's irresistible. They don't, there's so much fun, they don't even know they're learning. But there are strategic things that they are learning, becoming more comfortable being in the leaves and the dirt and out, out in nature. Uh, they're, they're tuning in to all the sounds around them and all of their senses are fully alive because they're in a highly adrenalated state. For instance, a hide-and-seek game, which is universal. And it's uh, a powerful moment. But when one is in a highly adrenalated state, you're taking in a lot more information than you normally would. So it's harnessing that and using that moment to teach them in an indirect way. So it sounds like AOM uses natural cycles and and the to to explore human life cycles. So could you just dive in a little bit more around the significance and purpose of these cycles and how we can use that as a mirror for ourselves? Certainly. Art of mentoring uses the, the cycles in nature that are naturally around us. And whether or not we are connected, they really affect those rhythms, affect our lives. The day and night cycle, the, the seasons, uh, they all affect us. There's a rhythm around us. And these cycles are like a map. And they've mapped it out on, using the, inter, the cardinal and intercardinal directions. Each of the directions has certain characteristics or archetypes. Uh, so, for instance, uh, east is when we begin. East is when the day begins, where the sun rises in the east. And is the direction given to spring as well. Uh, so, depending on where you live in the world, granted, the southern hemisphere might be perversed. But for our northern hemisphere... Spring and the new day begins in the east. And when we start something, the new day, there's a brightness, there's an excitement, there's anticipation. And it's the same thing in our natural learning journey. Uh, So we follow this natural cycle that is innately inside us, whether it's conscious or subconscious, it's there. And we use that uh, as part of, uh, in the structure of Art of Mentoring. Fantastic. Fantastic. And how does the art of mentoring organize activities? Is there a, a certain way that activities are, are structured so that you can incorporate some of these these different directions? Definitely. Uh, I'd like to explain a little bit more about the components of art of mentoring, just to give a little more breadth of what art of mentoring really is. Please. It's a model. Uh, that can be used anywhere, uh, whether you're teaching about nature itself or teaching something else. And it's a, it's a powerful, holistic model that really works with, as I said earlier, body, mind, heart, and spirit of a person. And it incorporates storytelling. It incorporates songs and music. Uh, and those are really important. Uh, there, there's uh, so much that can be said in a story. You can plant seeds of information and ideas and possibility. Uh, same with a song. And it might, it might be planting that seed about being compassionate and kind or helpful or perhaps information of where to find wild edible medicinal plants. Uh, in, in the village or community context, There's a value of valuing elders and their wisdom, as well as the curiosity of children and their playfulness. Uh, Part of art of mentoring is also the the value of inner tracking, going deeper within who we are, getting to know ourselves better with mentors to guide us and help be be mirrors to us, along with nature as a a mirror to ourselves. Uh, Mentor is a huge component of art of mentoring, having that, that person there who, who deeply listens to your stories, your experiences, asks questions, and enables you to go deeper in your learning in that moment. Uh, so stories are told to them as well as the value of hearing one's story. Uh, 
So armoring has quite a lot. Uh, I just wanted to acknowledge some of those other pieces of our mentoring. There's there's so much there. It's so multi-layered. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So is there a natural cycle of learning? Definitely. Uh, the natural natural cycle of learning it's it's innately it's in us all. Uh, there's I, I I started to hint at earlier the east uh, is the beginning of the day, and there's a that anticipation and, and excitement of a beginning of a day. There's a certain energy outside in nature, and that same energy is inside all of us whenever we start something new, whether it's a new program, a new course, a new job. We move to a new place. There's a certain level of excitement, anticipation, uh, and perhaps we're even more, our awareness is a little more heightened of, of possible dangers, whether it's poison ivy outside or something else. Uh, so that's all in that East energy. So, for instance, our programs at Two Coyotes Wilderness School, we begin all our programs in that East energy. And in terms of, I meant to go back to your question earlier about, about structure, perhaps I can include that and interweave that here. Uh, sort of going back a little before east is the northeast. And that's just at the cusp of when light begins to show on the horizon in nature and the dawn chorus of the birds. And that same kind of reverence and singing with joy for another day of living, the birds sing their hearts out, that we start our programs out with gratitude, a gratitude circle, and reverence for what we have in our lives. Uh, and then we go off into the woods, and we have this exciting time uh, of exploration and and going to our child's passion activities and exploring the land perhaps building a campfire, all the things that are really exciting is that, that East energy. It's inspiration. is the essence of the East. And when we start a project or are in a program, there's that same kind of energy, of inspiration. We're curious. We're excited. And then as we move through the natural cycle, we move into more motivation where we, get, we start diving in deeper into the material. We start learning more and noticing more. Uh, we settle into the experience uh, in a different way. There's more playfulness, perhaps, and there's a vitality that runs through us. Perhaps for the children, it's the vitality of running around and and the joy of catching frogs and making discoveries on the land. Uh, But it's perhaps in a college course or a special program, there's that element of the individual making discoveries and making realizations and diving deeper into that work. In the South, as we move along our natural learning journey, there's that time of really, really focused. We're deep, deep in the learning experience. We are doing projects. We're learning a new skill. We're able to focus on, 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 on lots and lots of details. And we, we all naturally fall into that space uh, on our natural learning cycle. In the Southwest is the absorption stage. Uh, much like after we have lunch, that, that natural siesta, tendency to want to, to rest and digest our food, it's also the time where we digest our, our thoughts and ideas and all the knowledge and learning that we have taken in. And that happens on a daily basis, uh, as well as in perhaps a program that we are in. And in, in our programs, we might invite children to go and sit in nature or listen to a story. It's a quieter time, uh, usually. Not always, but, but tends to be. Uh, it's an inward time, internaling that knowledge and inner learning. And in the West, when the sun sets, we all gather for dinner, or we gather in the fall for harvest celebrations. It's that time, time of year or time of day where we celebrate what we've learned. And 
we harvest that new knowledge that we've gained, the fruits that we, we now have from all of that hard work, we can begin to share and move forward with in our lives. So we, we have this, this amazing bounty within us because we have new, all that new knowledge. And often in that time, we share our stories and uh, we will we'll have a gathering together. As we move towards the northwest and the north, we we're able to share everything that we've learned. We share our stories and experiences, ask each other questions, and and reflect on our journey, and reflect on all that we've been focused on uh, through that whole experience, all the things we experienced. And then we come full circle to the northeast, where those seeds that were planted in that experience begin to stir, just like the the seeds in nature uh, stir underneath the snows. So that February, March time of year in the Northeast, at least, uh, maybe slightly different in different parts of the world, but there's that shift where those seeds are stirring underneath the surface. They're starting to germinate, and that energy is germinating within us for the next cycle around the wheel of those new ideas taking us to the next level of our learning. So there's that natural learning cycle that we follow. We all have that. We all experience multiple levels of natural learning cycle. It can be within one day's program uh, and as well as the entire journey of the whole program from start to finish, all going on simultaneously. That's beautifully said and very fascinating, Kariana. We have to take a short break and we'll be right back. Continuing our conversation with Kariana Rosenberg from Two Coyotes Wilderness School. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private, personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for You with Arvin Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Envision with Thomas Rosenberg. To find out more about the program, please visit our website at regenerate.coach. That's regenerate.coach. You can also visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Envision Regenerative Communities. Now back to Envision. Here again is Thomas Rosenberg. Welcome back to Envision. We are here with Kariana Rosenberg from Two Coyotes Wilderness School, and we were talking about the art of mentoring the importance of nature connection and specifically the natural learning cycles that we all experience. 
even if we're not always aware of them. Karyana, I wanted to bring in a little bit more detail about True Coyotes Wilderness School. Could you just tell us a little bit more about the school, how long it's been around, and what age groups your students fall into mostly? Certainly. Two Coyotes Wilderness School uh, is a nonprofit organization. Uh, it was originally founded in the year 2000. And uh, the current director and I restarted the school back up in 2008, and uh, 2007, 2008, in that time period. And we have three different sites around the state, three different communities. We work with ages uh, zero to five-year-olds uh, and their caregivers. And then we have programs for 5 through 15 and developing older teen programs and adult programs. And we also do in-school programming and weekend programming, a wide variety. What, uh, what types of adult programs do you create? Uh, the, the adult programs in Two Coyotes have ranged from uh, doing a variety of workshops uh, winter outdoor survival workshops, wild, wild edible medicinal plants, uh, basket making, pottery making, uh, flint napping, wide variety of different skills uh, and focuses. Fascinating. Most, so, most, of, most of our curriculum is, uh, we're, we're, we consider ourselves a, nat- uh, a mentoring organization that mentors through naturalist and wilderness survival skills. So, Available to anybody who's interested then? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we, have, we have homeschool programs and we have uh, summer camp programs. And as I said, the weekend is open to school and, and homeschool alike. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a wide variety of programming. So why is it important for people to, to learn these skills as a mentoring organization? How do these skills help us connect to ourselves and others more effectively? Uh, learning, learning these skills, uh, the natural and wilderness survival skills, nudges one's personal learning edges. Uh, and people learn so much about not just the, the, uh, the skill itself that they're learning, they learn about themselves uh, through the process of the project. They learn about patience, their ability to focus, and, and how to work through frustration or disappointment. Uh, they're natural materials. Things might break. Uh, and as they learn the skill, they'll learn how, how things um, won't break. Uh, they learn uh, about the, the physical projects and connect with the materials they're using and, and learn to have gratitude for having those in their life and having them on the land. They're guided with, with mentoring uh, to figure out how to dance with the different parts of themselves as well as with materials. Uh, so it's, it's really interwoven of that connect, connecting with nature and, and connecting with oneself as well as with others mm-hmm. uh, through the different projects and skills that we teach. They also learn uh, to connect in a, in a deeper way and be more aware of what's out there in nature, to learn to listen to subtleties uh, and, and be aware of so much more. Excellent. So in your experience over the last 10 years with Art of Mentoring and Two Coyotes Wilderness School, what changes have you seen in the kids as they become more skillful through these, these projects and these programs? Oh, it's been amazing. I, I treasure being part of this this school because it has been magical to to observe and and watch uh, different children grow and, and adults as well. Uh, I've seen so many children and adults transform in beautiful and powerful ways. Uh, I've witnessed shy children becoming amazing, strong leaders that everyone genuinely respects. Leaders who don't take the spotlight but understand that leadership is facilitating the benefit for the benefit of the group. And I've watched uh, some who start out as, as uh, with bully-type behavior uh, completely change. They would move through this powerful learning experience where the elements, uh, working with fire, working with 
with different tools um, on, on some of our projects would be teaching them uh, how to be respectful for the tools and the elements, which then taught them how to be respectful to others and to themselves and, and watch them become also integrated into the community and well-respected and loved and with their gifts shining. It's just, it's such transformational work. It's really powerful. So in what ways, so if, if people don't have access to art of mentoring or a wilderness school like Two Coyotes, what, what are some of the ways that adults and perhaps even families can start developing their own nature connection? Oh, there are so many ways. Uh, well, there's, there's some uh, different activities, certainly uh, integrating some of the, what art of mentoring calls the core routines of nature connection, which are very, very easy and simple. Uh, just giving gratitude. Every day, sharing gratitude at the dinner table uh, with your family, uh, keeping a, a gratitude journal or just thinking through your gratitude every, the, every morning when you wake up uh, or every evening. What are you grateful for that day? Acknowledging gratitude is, is a huge piece of art of mentoring, and it is so important, and science is now catching up with how helpful it is to our health, how it benefits us in so many levels. Uh, so gratitude is one, just going out to nature, finding what we call a, a sit spot, uh, where it's within one minute's walk of your, your door. Whether you live in the middle of a city and you have just a, an apartment balcony, that's fine. It's outside. You'd be surprised how much wildlife you, you'll see and be in touch with there. Uh, and... Uh, it could be out, out on a front porch or back deck in a backyard, wherever you feel called and it's easy for you to just be outside and do a sense meditation for yourself, awakening all of your senses and being present for even five, ten minutes a day. You can do so much. And if you're able to, do it longer. Let it grow in time when you, when you can. It, it really increases so much uh, inner peace and awareness, and you begin to connect and build that connection with nature that's right there at your sit spot, uh, whether it's a big tree or some birds that routinely pass by or whatever it is that's right there in that, that area. You become part of that space, and that space becomes part of you. And so, Go ahead. No, I was just wondering, you mentioned the, a sense meditation. Could you just briefly describe what a sense meditation is? Certainly. Yeah, a sense meditation is just going through your senses. Uh, there are many different ways of doing it, and not one way is, is the right way. All ways are, are wonderful. Uh, I recommend as being a, we're, we're, we are living in a sight-oriented culture and to close one's eyes first and focus on all of your other senses and save sight for last. Uh, Start with just smelling and noticing what you smell, going through uh, opening your mouth and just letting the air touch your tongue and see if you, you taste what you smell. Uh, and then moving into what you feel in, uh, physically as well as your emotions and maybe what you feel in the atmosphere around you, in the outside world around you. And then after the taste and smells and feeling uh, move into what you hear. Focus on the quietest sound in the four directions. Focus on one at a time when you first begin is what I would recommend. And then taking all of that in, holding on to all of that, uh, opening your eyes and seeing with soft eyes. See if you can, how much of the world you can see at the same time with all of your other senses fully awake, fully awakened. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's beautiful. So how does storytelling fit into to the art of mentoring and nature connection? Oh, storytelling is so important. It's one of the most important tools, I think, uh, in my experience, what I've seen and experienced uh, in Two Coyotes Wilderness School and art of mentoring communities and programs. Uh, it is so powerful 
storytelling is healing. We as humans are innately all storytellers. Uh, it's not just those storytellers who perform on a stage, but all of us are storytellers. We're always sharing when we, uh, oh, we won't believe what I, I, I saw on the way to the office today, or, or the children coming home and saying, you won't believe what we experienced at school today. Uh, there's so many different things that we share, uh, even with a perfect stranger, our experience of traveling. Uh, we're always sharing stories, small and large. And they're so important. Uh, it's important for us to, our stories be, to be heard, for our stories to be held by someone who's deeply listening. And not just listening to the story itself, but even that person deeply listening for what's said between the words, like an elder or a mentor who's really there to support you, uh, or a family member who's, or a good friend who's just really listening and asking questions, helping you reflect and enable the learning to go deeper. And the other aspect of storytelling, are there so, there's so much wisdom out there in the world from so many different cultures, golden nuggets of wisdom that are embedded in stories that help us lead a better life and... Those stories are also important because they plant a seed in a different way. As story people beings, we are, we are, I should say, story beings, as I was trying to say, story beings, we hold on to a story really well. We'll never forget a good story. But if we're just told facts and information, that knowledge can easily get lost. But when it's told in the form of a story, you never forget and our subconscious seems to hold on to it even more. So storytelling is really key. Mm. It seems like it's returning a piece that's been lost, in, at least in the West, in a lot of ways, in our culture. Definitely. There's, there's that need. We, we're in such a time-oriented, rush, 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 do, do, do. We don't take that time to be fully present with our senses, to be fully present with another human being. And it's so, so important for everyone's health. Mm-hmm. So that, that brings me to uh, another question. Does, does art of mentoring and, this, and nature connection work across cultures? Oh, definitely. Its origin is multicultural, uh, literally from multiple continents around the world. Uh, our mentoring goes to the core of our innate human blueprint. It addresses the universals of what it means to be human. So it definitely can be applied to many different cultures. And I have shared it with people uh, from a variety of other cultures who didn't know anything about art of mentoring. And they immediately started to connect with it in their own way, uh, through their own cultural lens. And really embraced it. Uh, it's it's uh, something that is so, it's so much at the core of who we are as humans. So it definitely applies across cultures. So, great. So that brings me to my, my last question here before the break. What what is lost when we lose our nature connection? Because I think you've touched on it a little bit here and there so far, but I'd love for you to really dive into it a little bit further and more completely. Certainly. Yeah, it is uh, really, there's so many things that are lost. Uh, child's development uh, is not, where it used to be in today's modern world. Children are, are, and, and adults alike are glued to screens of all different sizes. And whether it's their cell phones or computer, video games, they're always glued to a screen and sitting and just taking in information, being, being told information versus interacting and figuring things out on their own and exploring with different textures and materials and physically active 
And there's so many health issues, emotional issues uh, that rise in, in bullying and aggression, in uh, ADHD, in childhood obesity and depression. Uh, and it goes into the, the adult world as well. Uh, obesity, obesity, heart disease, there's so many different issues. And it's been, uh, it's, lots of studies have been, been happening uh, and been recorded in, and noted in different books out there now uh, by authors such as Richard Louvre. There's that, that need for vitamin N, as Richard Louvre says, uh, vitamin nature is so important. And it's now being scientifically proven how important it is. We are part of nature. Disconnecting ourselves completely from the natural world is harming us. And the further we get disconnected, uh, the more issues and problems we have on all levels and all parts of our being. Our mental health, our, our emotional health, our physical health, and our connection uh, and our spiritual side. Uh, however, that takes shape for, who, for, for anyone. Uh, that can grow, too, with nature connection. But especially our emotional and physical and, and psychological uh, health is really, uh, there's been so much happening and in, in, in symptoms of disconnection from, from nature out there. Uh, it's just so, so important. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for that. We are speaking with Kariana Rosenberg from Two Coyotes Wilderness School, and we'll be right back after a short break. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join host Gary Ray as he shows what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Envision with Thomas Rosenberg. To find out more about the program, please visit our website at regenerate.coach. That's regenerate.coach. You can also visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Envision Regenerative Communities. Now back to Envision. Here again is Thomas Rosenberg. Welcome back to Envision. We are here with Kariana Rosenberg from Two Coyotes Wilderness School, and we were talking about the importance of nature connection and what is lost when we don't stay connected to the natural world. Kariana, I wanted to turn the conversation a little bit towards the application of art of mentoring into more traditional educational spheres. And so could you speak to what are some of the ways that art of mentoring and perhaps its elements can be integrated into a more traditional school curriculum. Certainly. This is one of my greatest passions uh, is talking about this and exploring it. 
There are so many possibilities of integrating nature across the curriculum. And it is, art of mentoring is where story and play merge with fact and science um, and music, dance, literature, creativity. There's so much all wrapped up in there. And all of that can be expressed in every subject matter, explored in every subject matter uh, through in, in integrating nature. Uh, it's, Perhaps you could so, give us one example? Certainly. Uh, taking, taking a class outdoors, how the students explore an area of, with all of their senses. Uh, perhaps it's English literature that they're learning. And guide them to notice the details and full picture of the landscape. Use their observations and experience uh, as creative inspirations for journaling, for poems of their own writing, or other type, type forms of creative writing. And then, while out there, read the great works about nature. Read things like Walden Pond and, and others that write about nature while out there. It makes the writing come to life. makes the learning come alive. And the students will never forget that. Uh, take them on a canoe trip and, and do the literature about water right there on the water. Have them experience the water floating on it and have a little splashing fun and then link the, link the canoes together and, and float downstream while you read and share together. It can make learning so much more multidimensional and they'll integrate what they learn in a deeper way. Uh, there are, there are um, some other ways, for, for instance, science. Learning the movements of animals, what we call animal forms, and understanding how the different animals move, being able to do wildlife tracking, but then looking at the physics of how the bone structures of the animals are and how that, is, how that makes their, their movements uh, move in a certain way and their patterns and their actions. Uh, it, is, it's, it can be really uh, exciting to explore it in that way study the kinesiology, their biology, uh, and, and understand that movement in a different way, but they've put it in their bodies. They've experienced it as best they can and through their own movements. Uh, it, it's, it helps to also build that, that compassion and empathy and connection with those animals they're studying, and as well as all of those physics and biology and, and kinesiology they're learning at the same time. So there's so many different ways you can incorporate the uh, nature across the curriculum. Mm -hmm. So what, what is necessary in the school? What conditions are necessary for these elements to be maintained, to be introduced and to be maintained in a, in a particular school or school district? There needs to be some allowance uh, for going outside and having that time and, and space in the curriculum. I know the, the, there are a lot of pressure on teachers to uh, teach the, to the test, and it, 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 there needs to be some of that spaciousness, a bit more time for that creativity in the teacher to bring this to the students so they can experience their learning and not just learn it in their minds. Uh, it makes it so much richer. Uh, but that, that's definitely a huge piece, is allowing for that time and that ability to go to a natural place, to experience the wildlife, experience nature. And if they're in the middle of a city, to go to a park, to at least go to even a small little park where there are a few trees and grass. Just that is enough. Uh, maybe even create, if it's really limited, to be able to grow a small garden in pots or in, in window boxes, and have that as a nature, form of nature connection. And getting their hands in the dirt and connecting with the plants and the insects that are attracted to it, perhaps even birds and butterflies. Uh, so there's so many creative ways, and there's a lot of resources out there uh, right now for, for doing those things. What, do you, what, what resources do you recommend? Uh, well, certainly one of the first ones that comes to mind is Coyote's Guide to Connecting with Nature. Uh, which is by 
John Young, Evan McGowan, and Ellen Haas. And that is the core, the, the core piece of what Art of Entering is about. And the first half of the book is philosophy and background to where it all came from. And then the second half is all activities cross-referenced with the front. Uh, it's very user-friendly. And there are a variety of art mentoring programs around the globe in different core places uh, in Vermont, California, Ontario, uh, UK, and soon to be in Australia. Um, so there's a wide variety of, of those courses uh, offered as well as many, many wilderness schools and organizations that are based on art of mentoring around the globe, hundreds, uh, probably three to 400 by now, uh, that, are, that are resources in everyone's area. Is there a, a, a website where there's a list of these wilderness schools? Well, the very first wilderness school that uh, John Young actually helped uh, found uh, is the Wilderness Awareness School, and I know on their website they have a listing of all the sister brother schools uh, that are around the world and around the country uh, on that website, uh, which Two Coyotes is, is part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, TwoCoyotes.org uh, is, is our website if you want to learn about the school that I'm particularly involved with. Um, and also the Eight Shields Institute, eightshields.org. The, the number eight, uh, shields.org, is also uh, a wonderful resource and sort of the, the current mother hub of, of all of the uh, art of mentoring programs around the globe and the movement, the heart of the movement. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So besides two coyotes, what else are you are you doing these days? I'm currently in the process of starting a new business, working with adults uh, specifically on helping them uh, to helping and guiding them to explore their own inner, inner wilderness, connect more deeply to nature and to community. So I'm looking forward to working with, with uh, more adults uh, specifically through my own program. And when are you planning on, on launching that? That'll be uh, September, October, in this fall. Mm-hmm. And how can people get a hold of you? Uh, certainly, people can get a hold of me through Two Coyotes Wilderness School, and that email would be info, I-N-F-O, at twocoyotes.org. Okay, so spelled out two, and then coyotes.org, okay? Yeah, info at twocoyotes.org. They can reach me through that. Mm-hmm. And are there any other resources about nature connection that you recommend? You mentioned a few about Art of Mentoring and, and the Coyotes Guide. I was wondering if there were any others about nature connection. Uh, certainly. Uh, another favorite book of mine is What the Robin Knows, uh, also by John Young. It's all about bird language, which opens up a whole other realm of connecting and can be really exciting for individuals and families to, to learn about, start paying attention to our feathered friends out there. Uh, and, yeah, there, there's, there's so many. Uh, certainly on the Eight Shields website and the Wilderness Awareness School, there are many, many other books and audios uh, to listen to that will, will uh, speak to different people for different ways, uh, different reasons. There are things about tracking, wildlife tracking, and wild edible medicinal plants, uh, and, and, and learning about coyote teaching itself and village building. There's, there's so much out there. Uh, it's hard to name them all, but certainly uh, those as well as I would recommend Richard Louv's books, uh, Vitamin N, Last Child in the Woods. Super, super. So you mentioned coyote teaching, and so 
what could you just give a brief synopsis of what coyote teaching is? Uh, well, coyote teaching is the same as art of mentoring. It's it's one and the same, just two different names okay. for the same thing. I see. Okay. Because you mentioned we talked about invisible learning earlier, and so I wasn't sure if that was the same thing or different. No, my apologies. That was not clear. But yes, uh, art of mentoring, another name for it is coyote teaching. Okay. And why is it called coyote teaching? Uh, I think I mentioned this before. It's uh, called coyote teaching because the mentor is like a coyote off in the shadows, and gently nudging their learners to make discoveries for themselves and to, to nudge them towards their learning edges with love and compassion, supporting them along the way, guiding them to see themselves mirrored in nature around them. Mm-hmm. So using, using the image of the coyote as... It, being the trickster in many earth-based cultures and it, it, leveraging yeah, that metaphor. Exactly. It is. It's a metaphor for what the coyote actually does and how the coyote actually behaves and its trickster characteristic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As it is recognized and seen in many earth-based cultures. Alrighty. So once again, your, if listeners want to learn more about two coyotes, what, what was the website, and do you have a Facebook page? Uh, it's twocoyotes.org, and my apologies. If, we are on Facebook, just under Two Coyotes Wilderness School. Excellent. Well, thank you, Kariana. It's been a pleasure having you here today. Wonderful being we, here. We spoke about the art of mentoring and the Two Coyotes Wilderness School and how to incorporate the elements of art of mentoring into more typical modern educational situations. We'll be back next week at 2 p.m. Pacific. Look for announcements of upcoming show topics on my voiceamerica.com host page, and you will find a recording of today's show and other episodes and my guest's social media links on the host page. Thanks again for joining us. I'm Thomas Rosenberg, and this is Envision. Thank you for tuning in this week to Envision with Thomas Rosenberg. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.